the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen i'm teaching on when god becomes your lover it's great to love and be loved no be so yeah but sometimes we don't always get the opportunity and the privilege to be loved by those we love and it's great to have people love you and it's great to have people share their life with you. But it's even far greater and richer to have God share his life with you. When God becomes your lover, this is the cross of Christianity. The Bible said, because he has set his love upon me, I will set him on high. Where you set your love and what you set your love upon would define where you will end in life. Where you will end in life, what you accomplish in life, how far you can go in life, is all predicated on where and who you set your affection upon. There are those whose affection is on money. And they go very, very far. But they don't end well. Praise God. Some of them can go so far. But the end will always tell. When we look into scripture, we see a man who knew money and had money like no one ever had. He started out loving God, but along the line, his heart was corrupted and went all after money and there was no residue of love for God in his heart anymore. At the end of his life, the richest and the wisest concluded vanity upon vanity. All is vanity. What Solomon discovered at the end of his life by the wisdom of God, you and I don't have to waste our lives to discover it. That's why Romans chapter 15 verse 4. He says, for whatever was written aforetime was written for our learning. Solomon missed it so that you don't have to mix it. Solomon became frustrated at the end of his life. So you don't have to end up frustrated in your life. But all is dependent on whether or not we will hear the voice of counsel. When you read the book of Proverbs, he said, Listen to counsel and be wise. When we go into scriptures, every scripture, scripture after scripture is full of counsel. God gives us counsel every time we get into his word. And one of the most important counsels you can have in your life is the counsel that God is bringing you prophetically in the year 2019. What you do with the messages you hear and this one you are hearing this moment and every other one that you hear as it relates to the love of God. And what you do with it will define the final outcome of your life. So open your heart, open your ears and listen to me and listen to me real good. It's important you appreciate that God wants the best for you. God wants the best for you. As much as you deserve the best for yourself. 
But there are conditions upon which the best of God comes to any man. The best of God comes to any man. When God's conditions are received, embraced, and applied. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full and have it more abundantly. How many can speak of such a life? How many can boast of such a life? Because he came and truly he offered that life that not many have received it. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life is available for all of humanity, but available and accessible to those who believe. The same thing the Bible says, if you will set your love upon me, I will set you on high. That's what Jesus says here. Because you have set your love upon me, I will set you on high. This is not like any regular year. It's a year where God will lift ordinary people and put them very high. It's a year where people who are not celebrated will soon be celebrated. It's a year where people who are commoners shall be lifted up by the hand of God. Now you must understand that God can lift up anybody. The one with a degree, the one without it. It's a function of where you set your love. When David decided to set his love upon God, God so highly lifted him. He wasn't born to be the favorite of a children. He wasn't particularly loved by his father. He wasn't the firstborn of a family. He wasn't one of those intellectuals in the family. But he ended up being the greatest in the family, all by the love of God. When the love of God finds root in your heart, your life becomes unshakable in life. What happens when God becomes your lover? When God becomes your lover, many things happen. Number one, you enjoy supernatural elevation and promotion. You go through all scripture and in our modern day life, people who decide to make God number one in life never end up as last in life. Praise God. It may look like it sometimes, but the devil is a liar. God will always come through for his own. Can somebody give me an name? When you are in love with God, no matter how bad your present looks, your end is glorious. I said your end is glorious. The wife of Job in the zenith of her foolishness said, I don't have to want to have anything to do with you. Looking at the way your God has messed you up. But at the latter end of Job, I'm sure the wife even desired to have him back. But it was too late. When men are cast down, there will always be a lifting up for those who love God. This year, may your love for God distinguish you. A lot of people do a lot of things for protection and security. Some will pay so high to be protected. Others do all kinds of things because they want to be defended. And in a world of wickedness, the Bible says in the book of John, it said the whole world lieth in wickedness. So we live in a world that is so cruel and wicked. We live in a world that you don't have to offend anybody for them to plot your fall. We live in a world where people that you you even trusted and you felt they were for you can suddenly betray you and abandon you when you need them most. We live in a world where even in your own family, people can give up on you. We saw it from scriptural times and we see it in our modern days where a whole mother can conceive a child nine months and when her whole life is taken over by demonic spirit, they can still be looking for the failure of their own children. It happens in our days, but in such a world, 
there is also a protection that is impenetrable. There is a protection that is invisible. There is a protection that no man can penetrate. And that protection is reserved for lovers of God. When you are in love with God, you don't have to pray against your enemies. God sorts them out. Praise God. God sorts them out. God sorts them out. I pity people who have a long list of enemies to pray for. I pity them. Don't you have enemies? Oh, you have them. But the enemies you don't know are more than those you know. So if you are praying against them, then you are not praying well. Because there are more of them you don't know than those you know. But when I checked my Bible the last time, it was still saying, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. He knows everywhere anybody is hiding. He knows anywhere anybody is plotting anything. He knows anywhere your name is being mentioned for the wrong reasons. He knows anywhere people are plotting for your demise, for your destruction, and for your collapse. God knows and he sees all of them. And that means he can reach out to them at any point in time. You know what? So your greatest defense is not your prayer against your enemies. Your greatest defense is fixing your love on God so that God can take care of your life. Am I communicating somebody? It's only a president who is not serious that will worry about having to fight Togo as a nation. When the United States have pledged allegiance support for you, unfledging support for you, their naval forces, their military, and their air force are at your beck and call. All they need you to do is to tell them when to strike and attack those who want to attack you. Nanado don't have to call us for a prayer meeting to ask how God will protect Ghana. We don't need that. If we have the allegiance of the United States, we don't have to pray against Togo coming against us. Do we? No, no. no. Is somebody following what I'm saying? I have never wasted my energy praying against who is against me. Never. And I will never. There's a higher way to live. There's a higher way to live. There's a higher and a better way to live. Higher and a better way to live. A whole... In fact... People have gotten ministry. And you go into churches and it's filled to overflow with thousands. And it's all because they are dealing with their enemy. That's all. That's all. To the extent that people don't even feel comfortable when you come to a church and they don't lift up prayer topics against their enemies. You see? When you don't know what is important, you waste your time with less important. Instead of concentrating on your enemies, Please, study God. Get to know God well. Why you know God well? He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? The things that will bring God on your side, you don't want to do it. That's why you are worried about who is against you. That's, that's your principal source of worry. God is not number one in your life. So you are not a number one priority for him. Did you ever read Daniel praying that God deliver me from the lions then? Please, did you ever read that? In fact, he had to confess his faith when the king was worried. In fact, the man was arrested, dumped into a lion's den, about to be destroyed. And a whole king could not sleep because of him. The one who is in the lion's den was sleeping and snoring. 
The one who is in the palace could not sleep because of him. Can you imagine what I'm talking about here? Listen, you see, when you operate in the secret that lifts up people, you don't worry about life at all. You live triumphantly. Paul was speaking in Romans 8, verse 37. He said, we are killed daily. We are killed daily. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Go to verse 36, please. We are killed daily. Verse 36. For, as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed daily. We are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. That's all. But nay, look at that, verse 37. But nay, in all these things, in all these things let them blot and blot we are more than conquerors let them go to the occult we are more than conquerors wherever they take us we are more than conquerors and he said the key is that we are in love with someone we are in love we are in love I'm in love I'm in love I'm in love yeah yeah with my Jesus, I'm in love. I'm falling in love with my God. Your problem is not enemies, oh. your problem is your love life. Praise God. That's where your problem is. Your problem is your love life. Your love life is not strong. You love other things more than you love Him. You love other things. Other things are more important to you than God is. When God becomes the most important, you know, the lions will be hungry, but they will eat you. They will be hungry. If you saw what they did to the men who threw them in and the men who conspired against them. The Bible says, I like, when I read the Bible, it's the images I see that excite me. Most of you sometimes... When you read the Bible, you just read letters. You don't see images. Praise God. And that's what Minister Ray and uh, Personnel taught us last Thursday or so. The spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. When the Bible becomes a picture, looking at it is exciting. Do you know that? And it takes the spirit of revelation. He said, open down my eyes that I may behold. I may behold. The New King James says that I may see wondrous things. Some of the modern translations see wondrous things out of your Lord. We don't read the Bible to just inform our mind. We read the Bible so that we can see what God is saying. Praise God. And Revelation helps you to see what God is saying. The pictures in the Bible makes me confident any day, any time. The Bible says, when it was then, they carried Daniel and placed him in. Nothing happened. But the people who carried them, the Bible said their bones were broken even before they got to the bottom. That's a picture you should see. That's a picture of God dealing with your enemies. One of the reasons why I don't believe in praying against your enemies is because sometimes what you are even praying for, that's not what God wants to do with them. Praise God. You want them to die. God wants them to live to see your prosperity. (laughs) I'm telling you. That's not. That's not. 
You want their children to become fatherless. God wants them to live and for you to be blessed enough to be taking care of their children. Praise God. Can you imagine the person who was seeking for your destruction and failure? He has done everything else. But because God is on your side, none of those things worked. And beyond that, God has so prospered you that now you are taking care of his children. Praise God. What is more humbling than that? Their bones were broken. And Daniel, the chief thing we identify about Daniel from Daniel chapter 1 all the way down is that the man loved God. He loved God. In his place of work, they said, never pray. Daniel said, me? <laughs> I have been addicted to prayer three times daily, so it's not possible. They searched all the files. They put money in Daniel's file just to tempt him whether he would take the money. He didn't take it. Set him up in a hotel whether he would sleep with some guests. Daniel will not do it. Really tricked him to get him to really do something that against the king. Daniel said, no, I won't do it. So in all the areas, when he came to his work, he was on top. Not like some of us who go to work late and want to close early. Every thought they look for in Daniel about his work was excellent. They said, let us bring it to his relationship with God. Daniel said, I'm not only professionally smart, I'm spiritually astute. He said, everything you see me on the professional scale, it is being influenced by hyper spiritual intensity. The reason why you put the money in my drawer, I didn't take it. It's not because I didn't need money. I have a covenant with God. The reason why he took me to the hotel. I know the hotel, nobody was around. Every army, we could do whatever we wanted and nobody would have known it. But the reason why I didn't do it, you guys, let me tell you today, now that I know you want to attack my relationship with God, that is the bedrock of every good thing you see in me. So don't go there. That was Daniel. That was Daniel. But when it comes to your own life, professionally you are on top. Spiritually down and down and down and down and down. Low and low and low and low. Have great visions. The year has started. You have great visions. Where do you want to see yourself professionally? And you can tell me in a split second how far you see yourself go. On the scale, you can tell yourself rising higher and higher and higher and higher. How do you see yourself go spiritually? You don't have a clue about it. So you only get to the top only to be frustrated by little riches. Little riches. That's why you get to the top. I mean, I have never met a group of insecure people. Damn people who have it all made up. But because they are spiritually lighter than feather. Spiritually lighter than a feather. When they have a dream, <laughs> they are uncomfortable. Praise God. They are uncomfortable. They are uncomfortable. Me, they don't, they don't tell me you saw, you saw me in a dream and I was there though. I'm already dead walking. Praise God. I'm crucified with Christ. Am I not dead already? No, 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 no. So, so. When you are so alive to the flesh, you fear to die. Why are you so afraid to die? Because you have not died first. But when you are dead with Christ, 
may God help somebody today. Amen. I said, may God help somebody today. Amen. Now listen, I, we are talking about an anointing to love God. That's not an anointing you hear much about. We want anointing for visa, anointing for breakthrough, anointing for listen. But listen, if you can catch this anointing, every other thing will be sorted out. Amen. If this anointing can become a part of your life, if it can become a part of your life, if it can become a part of your life, how valuable is setting your love on God? Uh, one, you become elevated. Two, you become indestructible. Three, you become failure proof. Four, what happens? You become a sign and a wonder to your world. And number five, you see, all the things people are looking for, <laughs> it's in love. It's in love. That's why the Bible says love is the greatest. But people don't pursue it. It's amazing. They've told you if you pass all the courses and fail English, you are not going anywhere. But see, I don't have any interest in English. You are failed already. Media bro, no Then get out of school. You are failed already. Romans 8:28. He said we know. <laughs> We are not thinking of. Yeah. Morris, I know all things will work together for your good. You see, Dr. Abne, when I look at you like this, see you, and I see that your heart is after God, I don't need to prophesy on you that you do well. No, 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 I don't need to. I don't need to. I'm telling you, I don't need to. I don't need to. It's just like going into some of the prophetic, prophetic meetings where they look at people and they give them prophecies. Yeah. Because when you are dressed fine like a person now, your prophecy will be different. I'm telling you. See that they see you at an embassy getting a visa or something. That's what they will see for you. Praise God. Yeah. But the Bible says... When a person is in love with God, we know all things. Somebody say all things. That is unlimited breakthrough. All things. So marital things. You didn't hear that? I said marital things. Financial things. Academic things. Professional things. Spiritual things. All things work together for the good of them. That love God. Don't love money. Did you see it there? That love pleasure. Do you see it there? That love promotion. Do you see it there? All work for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All of us are called. But it's sad to say not all of us are in love with God. All of us have been called. Some are here for other things. They love other things. They get more interested in other things. What's your interest? What's your greatest passion? What is your heart yearning for? What drives your life? What is your greatest motivation as a Christian? What is it? What's it? What is it? Because every other motivation is fake. He said, 
if I speak in tongues of men and tongues of angels and I have no love, I'm wasting my time. He says, if I give my body to be burned and I have no love, I'm wasting my time. Then he begins to talk about what love does and what love does and what love does. And he comes to the conclusion that now abided faith, hope, and love. The greatest of this is love. You have chosen hope, wrong thing. You've chosen faith, wrong thing. The greatest of this is love. I pray that your heart will be tuned unto God. Can somebody give me an amen here? I want you to have the secret, the master secret of life, which is love. People look at your life, they wonder, what is your secret? You won't say it's because I went to Harvard. You won't say because I'm connected to Akufuado. You won't say because, oh, you know, when I was in school, I was very dedicated. You will say, my greatest secret is that my love is set on God. Am I communicating here? Yeah, because, because it's easy. None of the things that you can think about, all the things you can imagine, being connected to Akufuado, not bad. Knowing Donald Trump, not too bad. No, 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 it's not, all of those things are great. But listen, none of those things will be able to bring you to a realm where all things will work together for your good. Am I communicating here at all? No. That realm is only reserved for lovers. All things. And all things means all things. All things means all things. All things. Pastor, are you saying when I love God, I will not be challenged? I'm saying that even your challenges will work together for your good. When Joseph decided, I won't sleep with Potiphar's wife, you think it was an expression of what? Hatred for God. It was an expression of hatred for himself and love for God. He chose hatred for himself because not doing that took him to the prison. Messed his destiny up. But God visited him there and lifted him up. That was the expression of love. That was the greatest expression of love. How do I know I'm in love? (laughs) Number one, checklist. Your affection. Somebody say my affection. Ooh, my affection. Your affection. Where is your affection set? That's your number one. The foremost that you are in love. The foremost that you are in love. When you are in love, your affection will tell. Somebody say my affection will tell. Hmm. The things you feel strongly about and passionate about. Will tell. Will tell. Psalm 73 verse 25. He said, whom have I in heaven but you? There is none I desire on earth beside thee. Psalm 73, 25. I have no one in heaven but you. On earth I desire. There is none I desire. Oh, can you see that? There is what? None I desire. Is this true of you? That there is nothing you desire but God? Praise God. There is none I desire beside you. That's the heart of a genuine lover of God. So your affection, number two, we said when you are in love, your priority will show it. Somebody say my priority. priority. Yeah. What one is first in your life? When your wife is not becoming a priority for you as a husband, let me tell you, you are not in love with your wife. Praise God. When friends and family take the first place before your wife, you are not in love. 
Praise God. When your academics and your books precede your love for your wife, you are not in love. And it's the same thing. Let me tell you. Anything that comes before God is what you love more than you do for God. It's simple as that. Pastor, how do I know I love God more? Let me see the things that come before God. That's all. So if your job comes before God, you are, you are in love with your job. Your wife comes before God. You are in love with your wife. If your children come before God, anything that comes before God, he wants to be the first or not at all. You see, God wants to be Lord of all or not Lord at all. Praise God. He's in charge, he's in charge. If he's not in charge, forget it. Everybody makes time for the things they love. Some of you yesterday, you were glued to your television set watching Arsenal and Chelsea because you love them. And you won't blink an eye. But in my 45 or 30, 45 to 50 minutes of teaching, you blink and come back about five times. You don't love the word of God. You don't love love. Number three, when you are in love, number three, you will love his word. You will love his word. You will love his word. Love his word. If you listen to radio more than you listen to sermons, you are not in love. Praise God. Political shows, you know all of them. First John 4, 7, 8 and 9. You can't tell me what is there. Yeah, you can't tell me. You can tell me all the people who have been MPs in your listen, even before you were born. You know all of them. By name, it, it looks funny, but that is the reality. That's a reality. You hear people say all the time, I me, my memory, I cannot keep scriptures. You can't keep scriptures. Really? You can't keep scriptures. What have you not kept? Everybody has capacity to memorize. I believe that. God gave memory to everybody. Everybody has a capacity for it. Everybody. Because these same people are saying they can't memorize. If you engage them in the areas of interest, they will tell you a lot about it. A a lot. A lot. A lot. But because you have not put your interest there, you will love his way. Look, number four. We said you will love his house. You will what? If coming to church is a challenge for you, I mean, not that something, emergency has come up, but on a Sunday, you really contemplate. Listen, that's it. The only times you feel like going to work is when your salary is fresh in your hand. When after the first 10 days to the first 15 days of the month, everything is gone. When you wake up, you are particularly not excited going to work, but you go by reason of being duty bound. Praise God. You are obliged to go. When you love God, 
coming to his house is not a difficulty for you. David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tent of wickedness. No, that's it. Number four, five, you will spend time. That should be number five. Number five, you will spend time with him. You will spend time with him. You, let me show you a scripture. First, Songs of Solomon 3, verse 1 to 4, quickly. By night on my bed, I sought whom, whom my soul loved. I sought him, but I found him not. Please take note. Verse 2. I will arise now and go about the city in the streets and in the broadways I will seek him. Whom my soul loveth, I sought him, but I found him not. Verse 3. The watchmen that go about the city found me. To whom? I said, saw ye whom my soul loveth. Verse 4. They said, verse 4. He said, it was but a letter that I passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loved. I held, please take note. I did what? I held him. And will not let him go until I had brought him in. I held him and I will not let him go. When people fall in love fresh, everywhere you meet them together, no be so. When they marry fresh, they wear the same thing, they dress the same way, they talk the same way. Oh, am I communicating at all? Why? They are married fresh. Everywhere they go, they go together. But it takes a lot of discipline and maturity to still be walking out with your wife when you are particularly not happy with her in the morning before. Going somewhere you are going with her. It takes maturity. It takes maturity. So there are people who say they will not go out with their wives because it has almost become a trend. The day they plan to go out in the morning, something will come up. But listen, if you are going to work and in the morning something comes up, do you sit in the house? You still go. That's why it takes maturity. You went out with your wife the last time and something happened. So, media said, the NPM You see, it is not, you, it's not in it, no, it's your love that is going down. When the love, I mean, those days when you were chasing her about, you give her time. You go there, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Wonder why she's coming. When she comes, you are annoying, but you still go anyway. Because you want people to know that, Charlie. But right now, when you are backsliding, you are enjoying some other girl's company more than your wife. I'm telling you. When you go out with certain people, you are more happy. Now, when you go out with your wife, listen, if you really are in love with God, spending time with God, coming to church will be a delight for you. Studying the word of God will be a delight for you. It will be a delight. Great delight. Great delight. Great delight. If spending time with God does not matter to you, you don't love God. Praise God. The only place where you go, you are in a hurry to leave the church. You don't love God. You don't love God. How can you visit somebody you say you love? And then, <laughs> after two minutes, 
Do that to your girlfriend. Next time, she will be with somebody else. Let me tell you. You see, you can't fake loving God. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. There are enough biblical proofs of love for God. The same way. When I'm talking about these things, our ladies understand it very well. And the, no, 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 no. Any lady who dates a guy who is not, not in love with her should know it. The, the signs are too obvious. Text messages, they don't come. What's up? They are not reply. All kinds of things. I mean, he's so busy. Somebody came to tell me, Papa, this guy is this thing started A, B, C, D. Praise God. I can see where he's going. I can see where he's going. Oniri. He spends time. He has time for his wife. By the time you are so busy, you don't have time for anything. Including the one you say is your wife or somebody you love. You are faking it. When they call you from the office, you are shaking like this. You can see her call seven times. And I'll call back later. Like, that's fake. That's fake. We are talking about loving God now. Number six, obedience. Somebody say obedience. First John 5, 3. Said, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandment and his commandments are not burdensome. First John 5, 3. Obedience, obedience, obedience. See, a lot of people find it very difficult to obey, particularly people in church. That's why we don't see the power of God. That's why we don't get blessed. Obedience, 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 obedience. Listen, if you go to church but you are not ready to obey, don't go. That's how spiritual things are designed. If you come to church, but you not obey what the word of God says, you not obey what leadership instructs, don't go. You are wasting your time. I didn't say it. Your Bible said it. James chapter 1 verse 21. Wherefore, laying apart all fitness and superfluity of naughtiness, let us receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. Look at verse 22. He said, Be ye therefore doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving who? Deceiving me? Deceiving God? When you hear and you don't do it, you don't know body suffers for it. You are the one who is deceiving yourself. It's about you. You have heard all you need to hear about flea fornication. You say, as for me, pastor, they say, me man, why did Now we are seeing you in Praise God. When he marries you, I'm finished. No, 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 because he has not disciplined himself. Not to do it before. So after it becomes a continuation. You have a big farm and a small garden. That's all. Be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers. Obedience proves authentic love. Abraham loved God so badly. And he showed. Everything God told him he did it. And he did it without delay. Did it. When God demanded for the first fruit. Abraham didn't negotiate. He did not negotiate. 
Lord, you know, okay, let me give you Isaac's tie today. Let me enjoy him small. Next week, I'll bring you his head. No, no, no. Take now thy son, thy holy son, whom thou loveth. The Bible said he took him. Went to the place. In the first service, the spirit of God hit me with a revelation that blessed me. You see, the journey to the place was more difficult than the sacrifice. Because to carry your son and you know you are going to kill him. He doesn't know you are going to kill him. This is the one you love. If, yes, it's true, I don't know what they say. Is that not what they say? Yeah, so when there is something that, you do it, pa, 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 then you are free. God said, Abraham, I really want to test the authenticity of your love. <laughs> so carry your son, whom you love. Go up to a mountain, which I will show you. And for three days, a man, 100 years plus, was walking, wandering. He didn't know where exactly he was going to sacrifice the boy. He would climb a mountain, God said, no, this one, move there. And for three days, if he was not in love with God, he would have changed his mind. But do you know, everything Abraham became was after that. When he obeyed God, after that, God said, now Abraham, I know you fear me and you love me. Surely, in blessing, I'll bless thee. And surely in multiplying, I will multiply. No wonder the man is a household name. There is no sermon you can preach in the whole year. There is no church you go into. Proper church the whole year. They won't mention Abraham's name. It's not possible. Every year. Many years have gone and passed. In fact, illegitimate religious organizations actually trace their leadership to Abraham. Muslims call him Ibrahim. They want him to father them. The Jews see Abraham as their father. Christianity, you don't have to choose Abraham to be your father. God has made him the father of all them who believe. So, once you come to faith in Christ, Abraham becomes your default father. Oh, by obedience. Let me tell you, there is so much God can do for you if you only learn to obey him. And beautifully, on Friday or so, Mommy and Minister Abna taught us on the way of obedience. The way of obedience. Sometimes people think that obedience is easy. Obedience is never easy. When I heard Minister Charles' testimony on Thursday when he was teaching, then I realized obedience is not easy. Obedience is not easy. Some people will owe you. <laughs> people will owe you from maybe November, uh, October, they won't pay. Then January, because they know that your commitment is to honor God with first fruits. <laughs> January, they will bring all their debt. And then God is sitting down watching. <laughs> you see, God is happy. You are sad and he's watching. <laughs> Praise God. Will he keep it or release it? When you keep it, it looks like you are okay for a moment. But when you release it, eyes have not seen nor ear, neither have it entered into the heart of men. That is which God has prepared for them that love him. Do you know Abraham didn't know what God had in stock? When he carried Isaac, he didn't know. Because later on we are told God had to open his eyes to see what he had. God, when he told him, Abraham, go sacrifice Isaac, he already had the ram there waiting for him. He didn't know. He already had pronounced in heaven, Abraham, you are going to be blessed above all men on the earth. He didn't know. But when he finished, 
not God say, Abraham, now, 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 I know. You see, theologically it's wrong for God to say he knows. Because now I know. I mean, God has never been ignorant. Theologically, we don't say that. He's the God of all knowledge. There's nothing he did for me, but he said, now I know. So, when you were taking the steps, I was testing something. That's all I was doing. That's all I was doing. Five people have come your way. They all want to sleep with you. You have ignored them. And because of that, now you are 38 or so. And it looks like you're not getting married. God knows it all. God knows it all. Your mates seem to be getting married. And you are even tired of attending weddings now. Because you feel that your time is long overdue. And in fact, they invite you to become a bridesmaid. And you don't even want to attend the wedding. Let alone an invitation to become a bridesmaid. What do you take me for? How long will I be someone's bridesmaid? When will I also be a real bride or something? You think about all of that. God knows. God knows. it. Listen. Before obedience is rewarded, it will be tested. Highly tested. Highly tested. Highly tested. Unfortunately, many people fail when the test is on. When the test is on, they fail. So we don't get to see God's best. That's why we need an anointing to love. We need what? An anointing to love. You need anointing. It is possible to start loving God But let me tell you, church, it's not always easy to end loving God. It's not. That's why people start can start out as sweet lovers. Ah, there are some people when you see them, you know that as for these people, they are made from heaven. Their marriage is made from heaven. Made from heaven. When you see them, it looks like Charlie. They are together for. (laughs) But later along the line, they say, hey. I don't think I can continue again. Where did the love go? I thought you pledged I will love you with all I am and all I have. <laughs> Where did the love go? Because an offense came up. Because some needs were not met. Because certain expectations were not met. That's why we need an anointing to love. So that you can love when you don't feel like loving. How many people are married here? Who loves when you don't feel like loving? How many, you are married. You feel like loving all the time. You feel it. You feel like loving all the time. Every day when you wake up, I feel love. <laughs> Glory. I'm in love. All the time. But how many of you still love anyway? And you love with a good attitude. That's why this anointing matters. I said that's why this anointing matters. Because to love and to love is not by the energy of the flesh. <laughs> Bible said by strength shall no man prevail. It said the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost that dwelleth in us. You see, love is not love until it has been tested through fire. Love is not kissing on your wedding day. Love is not sex. Love is still meeting your wife's need. Six months, Satan has entered her heart and she will not let you see the highway. That's love. 
That's love. That's love. That's love. Am I communicating here? That's love. That's love. Me, the day my wife who refused me says the marriage is over. You see, you have not started the thing. You don't, you don't know the law. You provide the fire. And I will provide the sacrifice. You provide the fire. And I'll provide the sacrifice. That's what I remember. So don't be looking at me. Let me see what I I'll provide the sacrifice. I thought somebody would jump on your feet. You'll provide the spirit. And I will open up Their emotion. 
We love by the Spirit. We love by the Spirit. We love by the Spirit. When the oil comes, the instruction is simple. You put your hand in, whether you are wearing whatever, make sure that it finds a way to your skin, your heart area. That is where all the unforgiveness is harbored. That is all where the envy comes from. That is all where the jealousy, the membrane comes from. You want to say, Lord, I need a new heart. That's all. I need a new heart. When the oil comes, don't let it touch. I'm not saying touch your clothes. Touch your skin. Praise God. Praise God. That's all. Spirit of God, as this oil touches hearts, let our hearts be turned around. Set our hearts on fire for you. Empower us with grace to love you and to love humanity. Thank you, Father, for the anointing to love. Those who are unlovable, those who we don't like, those who are obvious enemies. Thank God, most importantly, Father, for the anointing and the grace to love you above all else. Thank you for the anointing that makes it happen. The Bible says, guard thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Everything that happens in your life has its root from your heart. If good things are happening, your heart is in good shape. If bad things are happening, your heart may not be in a very good shape. And in this anointing service, there's a supernatural heart transplant going on. There's a supernatural heart transplant going on now. That hard-heartedness is leaving you now. That unforgiving heart is departing from you. That stubborn heart that once it decides it will do this, once it decides it will retaliate, once it will decide to go contrary to the word of God, no amount of counseling can change it. That heart is being changed today. That heart is being transferred today. God is replacing it with a heart of flesh. In the book of Ezekiel, he said, in that day, I will take away the heart of soul and I will give you a heart of flesh. Receive a heart of flesh. Receive a heart of flesh. Receive a heart of flesh. the heart pant after the water brews from this day forward may your heart go all after God may your heart yearn after God may your heart long after God all through this year may your greatest obsession be God may your greatest obsession be God may your greatest obsession be God I know you have needs I know you have desires but I'm putting in your hand the greatest key that makes all your desires come to pass. May God become your greatest obsession. May God become your greatest obsession. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anything that has hitherto stood as a roadblock impeding your intimate walk with God. From today as my hands are lifted I decree they are broken. 
they are broken from your life. And you are released to love God. Receive that anointing now. Walk with that grace now. In Jesus precious name. Let your amen be loudest if you receive it. Now I call you blessed. Because of your new heart, may new things happen in your life. Because of your new heart, may great changes happen in your life. In the name of Jesus. When Saul was anointed, he began to move forward. But one of the things that happened was that his heart was changed. As your heart changes from this moment, I see you making progress. I see you making advancement. I see you prospering on every side. In the name of Jesus. And as for your enemies, that say the spirit of God. Don't worry about them. That say the spirit of God to someone. Battling against forces you don't know what to do with. This is not for everyone. It's for someone specifically. The spirit of God say it. Don't worry about them. I've got it covered. That's what I hear in my spirit. Says, I've got it covered. I've got it sorted out. I don't know what you are dealing with, but you return with a testimony like that. That battle that is so strong, that battle that is so hard against you, God has it sorted out. God has it covered. You are returning with your testimony. So it shall be in your life. Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santase Runabout, Kumase Ghana. God richly bless you. In one word, one word.